to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Welcome to the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Chris. I'm Sam. Um, and this is episode 184. Usually I do the intros, but I was just listening for a crackle and I was about to say, Chris, can you hear that crackle? And then uh, Chris jumped on in there. Yeah, I just thought I'd do that. Oh, look at that go. Hey, uh, big hello to all our new listeners. If you came here from possibly we spoke to you over the last couple of days or maybe you just found us randomly. But for the last couple of days, we've been... Oh, here we go. At the New Zealand National Agricultural Field Days 2018, also known as Field Days. And uh, we spoke to a whole bunch of different people. Lots and lots of people. Uh, to be fair, just to clarify, Sam spent like two and a half days there and I spent half a day. Just There we go. Our, vi- our mileage varied a little bit, but we got there in the end. And if you are listening to this looking for a specific interview they're going to come out individually some of them may already be out by the time you hear this episode or they'll be coming out very very soon and the people you can hear that we spoke to in uh at field days will be here's a list for you new d rated shackles z long t estate farm note systems wild west worcestershire source precision cultivation accurate systems wholesome micropod camp quality and freemasons yeah, so uh, those are like little mini-eps. All it is is just us interviewing, or mostly Sam, interviewing uh, one of those uh, people we've mentioned. So make sure to keep an eye out for them. Check them out and let these people know uh, they've got some great things coming out, great services, um, or just interesting information that we didn't know about. Yeah, and share them around, particularly, and I'm thinking, uh, the camp quality one. Share it around and let it get out there. Cause yeah, that's course. pretty good, pretty good. Uh, and keep an, yeah, make sure to keep a, a lookout for that Freemasons one because we find out all about them. <laughs> Don't oversell it. They let us into their secret society <laughs> for about six minutes, and oh. uh, we got all that information from those two dudes. Oh, speaking of that though, I have to I have to bring up um, if you haven't seen if you if you haven't been into the news lately. Um, I'm going to read out a couple of bits from a stuff news story. Man pleads guilty to stealing skull and bones from Freemasons. Oh, that's I right. I should have that's asked right. them about this when we were there. Why Why didn't you? I forgot all about it. Oh, my it. God. It's terrible. Um, Dean was drilling me with his cold blue eyes. That's what was happening. I tried not uh, to look into their eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I might have been hypnotized. Anyway, a Nelson, a Nelson man who stole a human skull and bones from Masonic Lodge says he would return the... Stolen goods in exchange for meth. So we know the economy's going well down in Nelson. Nelson, uh, you know, they, they're taking risks and chances and trying to make a, you know, get through the day. Yeah, so he took a human skull, sorted bones, cutlery, books, as well as ceremonial knives, robes, and marbles. Uh, I don't know what they use the marbles for. And the weirdest thing is what I just said. I don't know what they use the marbles for when they have a human skull. Anyway, uh, maybe that's what they keep the marbles in. <laughs> it must be an important human skull. Uh, yeah. I'm saying. Uh, so anyway, if you want to know more about the uh, Freemasons, you can listen to our podcast or you can l- read Dan Brown's The Lost Symbol. Because <laughs> I think that pretty much spells it all out. That's oh, there we go. That's Chris's answer to everything. Read a Dan Brown book. Uh, 
Yeah, but sorry, uh, carry on back to the back to field day. It was the fiftieth year of the field days uh, this year, which is pretty exciting when you think about it. Uh, Thursday, they had the most people through the gate ever on a Thursday, over thirty-five thousand people. I uh, didn't get the stats. Did I get the stats yesterday? I can't remember. Well, I'm sure I'll get the stats for today. We'll get the total stats sent to us because we went in as media. Somehow we got media passes. Uh, it was very cool. Uh, thanks, Field Days. We appreciate that. We do. We do. <laughs> very much so. And it was uh, it was interesting because we weren't 100% sure what we were going to do or talk to or how it was all going to play out. But definitely, I found going multiple days is an experience in itself. Um, the very first day, I just wandered around. Uh, I did talk to one person, but the second day is I knew exactly where I was going to go, what I was going to do, and where I could get free coffees and food from. Ah, uh, yeah. Except uh, when I got, he goes, "Oh, go to zero. They'll give you coffee." No, zero gave me zero coffee, despite the fact that I have a media pass for it on my chest, which I would have thought would be so. There, yeah. So it was a bit weird, and I was like, oh, "I've had coffee from them like the last two days," but uh, it turned out. You couldn't get one unless you were a zero customer. That was until nine thirty. Until nine thirty, which is just a strange, um, arbitrary sort of thing. Yeah, it makes no sense. There was heaps of other places doing it, and to make you feel a bit better, Chris, zero is currently valued at over five billion dollars in February. They make three hundred million dollars a month, and almost their customers are in Australia. So I'm sure they could have, if they wanted to, afforded coffee, given us a coffee. No, they didn't. So. Actually, we ended up at the LIC tent, and they had coffee and food and brownie. It was amazing. Shout out to uh, Jason Schreer, uh, sometime listener of the uh, podcast. Um, Yeah, so he has been to 12, worked at 12 field days, which is pretty epic, really. So um, well done. Hope you survived. Mate. Yeah. (laughs) And thanks for getting us in there for a coffee, and uh, that carrot cake was good. I didn't try the... uh, pork pies or whatever it was you had no i have no idea what it was actually it was some sort of meat um <laughs> she grabbed it off three different types of meat and i was just like the first one <laughs> so i don't actually know what i ate but that's all right hey we spoke to a couple of other people that we didn't actually interview but they were quite interesting um in their own little way we spoke to colin from flock and save yeah it was great flock and saves what would what would you think that flock and save would be gee i don't know um, that whole crowd buying thing, that's, group buying, uh, group buying that it says on the poster, probably helps. Yeah. So most people apparently weren't getting that, which was a shame because I think it's a great idea. And he seemed like he was doing some really good stuff. Yeah, really, really focused. And if they want to uh, put a kilometre of fencing up, they can tender for it. And if they got some mates, you know, neighbours that are also doing a kilometre, they can put it for two kilometres, which brings the price down. It's all more it's buying all really power. Clever. Usual sort of stuff, yeah, but bringing good. it to the average farmer. We spoke to Kale from Fertwise. He's doing some good stuff with um, elemental fertilizer. Yep. With cool colors. I'm, I'm glad you. And we've got a photo of the bench with the colors. We'll put that in the show notes. It's yep. Cool. Check that out, thechristensandpodcast.com. Uh, I spoke to the team at Cat Phones. Now, they're not. Um, Phones in the shape of cats. It's cat phones. <laughs> and they're make- not ca- f- phones for cats. No. Because that would be too cute and the internet would explode. Well, it's not. <laughs> yeah, probably at an animal show they might have that. Uh, this is phones by Caterpillar, the people that make bulldozers and heavy earth moving machinery. These phones are pretty much indestructible. So if you destroy a phone all the time, check them out. Uh, the top of the range one sold at Spark, and the other two are sold at PB Tech. PB Tech, yeah. And, and the other two sound more robust than the top of the range one, though, right? No, the 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 top of the range one is rated higher than the other two. 
It just has this weird flap on the back that I don't like. Uh, yeah. I'll show you a picture later. A cat flap. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> it's not often I think of a good pun. That was a good one. <laughs> Sorry. And if you are oh, a first-time listener, that's what we uh, we term as a laugh of Chris there. Uh, he's just laughing to himself now. Small things uh, amuse yep. him. So yes. that's good because uh, if if we if we really get stuck, we have a Q and A card here that we might pull out. No, I can, I'm looking at it right no, now. No, don't because I'll start crying. And we also spoke to Stephen uh, at Speed Welder, the guy with the uh, attachment that lets you fix all your plastic things yourself yeah, easily. So plastic welding. It's, it's pretty clever. He, I, what I didn't ask and I meant to ask him was what does it cost to for the little um, filaments of plastic that you feed through? Yeah, yeah. And where yeah, you get it from and yeah. stuff like that. And I, I meant to ask that and I forgot. So, uh, But we'll put a, a link to his website, um, speedweld.com. Com. or something yeah yep, dot com. Um, we'll put that link in the show notes as well but it was good it was good getting that practice and talking to people and asking questions there were some uh, conversations I had without the microphone on and I should have had it on and uh, sometimes we probably should have asked a question and we didn't but it's cool so yeah. we're looking forward to uh, getting those episodes out and it's basically a dry practice run because we're hoping to get in as media to Armageddon in October Yes. Actually, we're hoping to get into media at everything. (laughs) We need to find out what else is happening. Everywhere. (laughs) Because people were really open to the idea of a podcast. We had people asking us about how to do a podcast, what ours was about, and our tagline, Randomness, Technology, and Life, seems to cover almost everything. Which was sort of the point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was more for the point of us talking. Yeah. Uh, but now it seems to be really good at approaching people. Cool. So, uh, okay. Is that all we've got for That's the all we've got for field days? days? I will say something. Yes. So you talked what? about the different days of field days. So I had to give a little bit of a lecture because... <laughs> Who to? Me? No, to some um, shaven-haired people at the uh, at the food court. So I go into the food court... Yesterday. Yesterday. I went to the food court earlier. There's, there's multiple food courts. Yeah, so I think I went to food court number two and had a look and there's all this meat stuff. I don't eat meat. So I got potato rosti, like potato cake with cheese. How on was it. that? It was nice. It was all right. It sounds they all right. They don't put any sauce on it because it's got no meat. Don't ask. I don't know. Oh, it that's bizarre. No but anyway, so because you got um, <clears throat> plain, which they didn't really make, cheese, then they had uh, with bacon, and then they had the works, and the works had sauce on it as well. Of course. Weird. Anyway, so that's right. I ate that because I thought, oh, that's all I'm going to get. And I'm walking around, round, and I ended up in food court number four, I'm going to say. Um, okay. And not not that I was really looking for food, but I just thought I'd walk around. And I have a look at what's there. And um, <laughs> there's all these lines and all these queues. And then there's this one with nobody there. And it's packed. It's about lunchtime. Yep, on yeah. Friday, and I go over, and the guy looks at me like, "Thank God, yeah." They do, they do that, and it's uh, you um, feel real bad because you're like, "I don't want to eat your deep fried cat." And he's he's got a shaved head with a top knot, Harry Krishnas, and he goes, "Oh, would you like a free kofta?" And I'm like, "Yep." So he gives me a free you know kofta, and he goes, okay. "Oh, none of the stuff here is meat." And I'm like, "That's good because I haven't eaten meat." Since 1994, so you've yay. made an instant bond. Yeah, so I ended up buying um, some coffee because I'd just eaten. It was a big meal. If I'd seen the meal there, they had for ten bucks. I would have definitely oh, so, bought yeah, that. Yeah. But I just had the rusty like twenty minutes beforehand, so I was like, I tell you, what, I'll, I'll shell out five bucks for the coffee. It was really nice. So I said, I said, how is it going? He goes really hard to get the uh, farmers to eat vegetarian food. 
it's our first year here and i was like yeah yeah i get that because it's hard to find vegetarian food but i said don't worry he said today was a bit busier than the other days but yeah yeah i said don't worry tomorrow's going to be a whole other day and it's going to be townies and you'll have way more tomorrow than you will for the whole of the other three days and he's like really he looked like he didn't believe me at all oh no so i I hopefully the uh harry krishna's there uh get a good Good, good day out. Yeah, and, I mean, good on them for going there. Yeah, uh, it was great food. It always is. I've, I've eaten Hare Krishna food around the world, and it's great food, so they, they always do well. Very good. Um, big shout-out this week to Para Rubber, Hamilton <laughs> Tirapa. They helped us out. Uh, I went in there. I needed some foam to go inside a mic flag, which is a thing that goes around the mic and advertises who you are. And uh, I need these two little bits of foam. She uh, she wrangled this foam on this giant uh, bandsaw thing, and she cut it all up for me really good, and then it turns we're, out... We're, just to give you an idea, we're talking a huge sheet of foam, and we're looking at, what, five, eight centimetres by eight centimetres, something like oh, that? Yes, it's fine. yeah, about that. <laughs> Little cube. Anyway, it ter- turns out to be 45 cents, and uh, it's not really worth doing the FPOS transaction, so uh, they just gave it to us. So big shout out to them. I said I would sh- uh, shout out, so... Actually, Power Rubber has an amazing selection of all sorts of foam and all sorts of rubber. It's amazing what they've got out the back. I never really knew what they had. Where, where is it? Because they used to be up the up the road here. Where's Power Rubber now? Oh, it's next door to uh, Reduce to Clear on that back street. Oh, yeah. and um, oh, Next uh, to Kmart, down from Kmart, in Tirapa. Tirapa, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. And cool, there's cool. a Snap Fitness next door to them now. So check them out. And uh, if you're there and you're at Power Rubber and you want to confuse them probably, tell them uh, Chris and Sam sent you from the podcast. <laughs> and they'll just look at you blankly. But we get a lot of that. Uh- <laughs> Chris, uh, I, I'm putting this down here because Chris mentioned the podcast, What Trump Can Teach You About Con Law. And yep. uh, I checked it out and I listened to the first two episodes and I don't think I've ever zoned out as fast or as much as I have listened to a podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so your uh, mileage may vary. Check it out. I just wanted a bit of follow-up just to make sure that I did state that I did listen to it. Did check it out. Um, yeah, it was a bit full-on. Yeah, I, I, did, I think... It, did I not say that the first two episodes were a bit... Uh, first episode particularly was a bit dry. But First um, one. I could see... Uh, it was just the content, I think. Yeah, yeah. The, the presentation, everything's good about it. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, that's uh, I'm up to date with that. That's one of the few podcasts that I've listened to everything on. Man, that's uh, crazy. I'll tell you, a podcast that you haven't listened to everything on, Chris, is The Conspiracy Guys. <laughs> so, I haven't even listened to everything on the first episode that I, I tried to listen to. I, I, I've just barely downloaded <laughs> one episode. So, uh, so our, just to give you uh, context. context, our episodes, we pretty much nail it at 30 minutes. 30 minutes is our episode length. Um, give or take a couple of minutes, right? That's the one. That's the one. We try and keep it nice and simple, and we're filling in a market because most podcasts, a lot of podcasts out there, are around the hour, hour mark, hour and a 15. lot of it's waffle and rambling. Well, I can mean, be. There, there are really good uh, produced ones, heavily produced ones, yes. hot, finely edited, and all that, uh, with a lot of content that, that can fill an hour, and that's cool. And then you've got a lot of, uh, let's say, more amateur ones that people just waffle on for an hour, right? Yeah. But tell us about the uh, the conspiracy guys. I haven't listened to any of it, but uh, we got put, I got put onto it from Robin at Zilong T, who I talked to about podcasts before I interviewed them, and he said, you must check this out. I put him onto the dollop, as you know, uh, long-time listeners, we like the dollop, check it out. And uh, he said, the conspiracy guys, and uh, checked it out, looked at some of their topics, look really interesting, to be honest, looks like they're going to be covering great things, and um, 
They've got a big following. And some of the... Ep- I found an episode today that was seven hours and 42 minutes long. Which is just insane. And we- it amazes me that they're getting a, a following with that because you would think uh, normal um, logic would tell you if you've got seven hours of recording... You cut it up into seven parts, one-hour parts. I was thinking about it, and I suppose um, from the listening point of view, it doesn't matter because your app's going to remember. You pause when you pause. But but if you broke it up into seven sections, you've got seven show notes worth of being able to be found on Google or something. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to... I think I've downloaded the um, almost six-hour one on Michael Jackson, so I'll be listening to that. Okay, and I've uh, I've started listening to, I listened to the first 20 minutes when I was coming home from work the other day, of their, the Federal Reserve. Um, a lot of long intro stuff so far. They're just getting into the discussion of it now. So Bit of a warm-up. Um, and that's a five-hour episode. So they, uh, we, I must say they do main episodes, which are five hours plus, and then they've got these other smaller episodes in between that are about an hour or two. Yeah. It's a smaller hour or two. That's well, it crazy. is in there. Yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. It's, it is crazy. It's, it's great. Okay. You look. Oh, I do want to, while we're on podcast, we do want to say one more thing. Yes. Behind the Bastard. You put me onto this. We haven't, have we mentioned this before? Yes. Oh, we have. Okay. Chris likes talking about things we've already mentioned the week before. So what happens when you hit old age? <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot. Hey, talking about podcasts, we are now on iHeartRadio, the iHeartRadio platform. So you can check us out everywhere they are. Use their app, website, whatever. That's good. Uh, we should be getting on the Google Play, uh, Google Play Music thing soon. Apparently, I will get notified of that. Spotify don't notify you, and they're working through a backlog. And we get asked quite a bit, oh, you guys on Spotify, and uh, we're hoping to be on there in the next couple of weeks. So Chris has a blank look on his face right now, because I knew nothing about any of that. That's all right, Chris. I'm sorting out all the stuff behind the thing. Hey, uh, this week I heard a story. It was crazy. cracked me up. ANZ has been destroying parking machines all around Wellington. What? ANZ, the bank, have brought out some new bank cards that have Braille on them. And when you put it into the pay machine, it destroys them. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! So I know. So oh not God. What's it going to cost them? Because they're going to have to. Re- they're going to have to fix all those parking machines, right? Council's not going to cover that cost. Uh well, it says they're forcing the council to completely replace all 512 machines. They've broken 160. So what happens is the ca- ANZ's got to pay for that, right? Well, hang on. I don't know if they are or what. So. Uh, the uh, Wellington City Council saying please don't please don't use the debit cards until the problem's fixed in the next couple of weeks. But basically, the card goes in and it either gets jammed in there, or it comes out and it's fine, but it's destroyed the reader and it won't read any more cards after that. Yeah, yeah, you guys need to test your crap before you do stuff like they that. They do, you do. Uh, it doesn't actually say; it just says the council's replacing them. It's weird. Uh, it's soft. Councils are soft. I still think we should do a podcast on New Zealand regional councils because they do some random crap. I think, yeah, I'd, actually, you could be right there. There's, I had, there's been a few ideas of different podcasts floating around like the last couple of days yeah, talking yeah, to yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It's totally. crazy. Hey, did you hear about Philip the Cat this week? Uh, no. Philip the Cat. There's a cat named Philip. Um, just making sure you're up to speed there, Chris. Yeah, I'm not going to laugh at that. <laughs> these, uh, these people... Uh, we're travelling from Auckland to, I want to say Palmerston North, but New Plymouth. Uh, so they were going from Auckland to New Plymouth, and they get there, and there's some sort of meowing from in the in the car, and there's a cat in there named Philip, 
and he decided. How do they know it's because it had Philip on the collar? Hang on, I'll get to that. So they decide to uh, work that out. So it goes all around the country via social media. It reaches the pets worried family who live in Narawa here. So hang on, they started from where and went to where? They started from Auckland and drove to New Plymouth, but the cat's from Nutawahia. So they got a hitchhiking cat, basically. And they were like, we didn't stop in Nutawahia. <laughs> so, but what happened was they they slowed down in a 30k speed sort of thing, and somehow the cat ran under the car and up into the engine, and then just held on the whole time. Holy crap! So, uh, yeah. It's a hell of a lucky cat. It is. It um, is. Have super you heard lucky. about the NPR r- raccoon? Did you get across that? No. <laughs> it's. Uh, it, it was hashtagging as hashtag NPR raccoon. So, what is the NPR raccoon? So you know, NPR is a, a radio station. Uh, I'm sure they do a bunch of podcasts as well. NPR though, not NPR. But anyway, okay, not NPR. No, no. Anyway, NPR raccoon. So this radio station is across the way. They look out. To another skyscraper. I've forgotten what city this is in. I didn't read it. And uh, up the side of the skyscraper, and when they say skyscraper, and I've seen footage, the yep, video and yep. stuff, it looks like 24, 25 stories. Okay. This raccoon's crawling up the stucco outside of it. Excellent. For two days. Because <laughs> it, it can't, cause it can't go. It could, well, it's, and there's photos <laughs> from people on, on, uh, uh, on Twitter and stuff of the raccoon on the windowsill looking in like this, but none of the windows in the building can open. No, because they, they, they won't. Open. No, they won't. So everybody's just like, meh, can't do anything. And NPR have been like, you know, documenting this raccoon for two days. And finally at 3.45am on the third morning, <laughs> it gets over the top of the building. Um, and yeah, they, they put it, um, soft cat food into a cage and caught yeah, it. Caught it and yeah. So the skyscraping raccoon. I, uh, it was a, apparently it was a huge thing in the states. I'm sure I would have seen it if I had been on social media. <laughs> I have not. Sorry about that. But uh, talking about raccoons, I was reading all. The, um, there was a thing on Reddit, I think, and they were talking about raccoons have the ability to uh, work out how to undo complicated locks. Yeah. And they can train them, but they can withhold that information for three years. And oh, wow. um, wherever the biggest raccoon population is, they've just recently gone and changed all the rubbish bin lids locks to stop the raccoons going in. And they reckon it's going to probably be about a month before they work it out. And then they're oh, back wow. into it. So pretty cool little animals. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty clever. But they were, it was just weird looking at this raccoon stuck to the side of a skyscraper. Like, yeah, it's just indented windows every now and again, and that, there's nothing else. I'm like, how the hell is it hanging on? It looks like a spider's legs all out. And, oh, God, crazy. Hey, what's, crazy. Ha- what's happening with Jurassic World Alive? Oh, have you seen it? So it's it, I've only seen it on ads on um, bef- before YouTube videos so far. But what they're doing, it, effectively all it is is Pokemon with dinosaurs. So it's augmented reality with your oh. phone, find dinosaurs, create new dinosaurs, you know, get them in your posse so you can, like, attack other dinosaurs. But of all the things that you could use that Pokemon model, if you like, for, I think it's the most effective one. I think it's really good. And if it came along before the Pokemon, I would totally have been into it. 
because I didn't know anything about Pokemon, but Pokemon's not my era. But Jurassic Park, the Velociraptors and all that sort of thing, it looks pretty cool. I don't know. I'm, I'll be interested to see how it goes. It'll be interesting because the one thing that every, a lot of people are hanging out for is the Harry Potter one. Right. Which I knew a lot about, but I didn't know there was a Jurassic Park type yeah. Jurassic World. And I didn't know this was coming. I've just started seeing the ads for it and like, holy crap, that looks interesting. So if you know anything about it, if you tried it, if you're a bit of a uh, augmented reality gaming junkie uh, and you're trying these things, uh, hey, drop us a line and let us know what you think. Give us a review. That'd be great. That just reminded me of two things. Uh, <laughs> one is uh, Sam Neill tweeted a random photo of uh, this girl standing in front of him pretending to be a velociraptor and he <laughs> tagged uh, Chris Pratt into it All right. and Chris Pratt wrote back oh it would be really good if we could work together or something and then a smiley winky face and the internet basically mounted because <laughs> he's never done that and they're wondering if he's going to be in the next Jurassic uh, Park movie what Sam Neill? Yeah. Oh okay and they are actually already working together and that was just a sly subtle because yeah. um, Jeff uh What's his face? Goldblum. Goldblum, yep. Came back. All right. Yeah, because did you see the ad? I showed you. We looked at the ad for the next Jurassic Park, and it was the most appalling looking thing I've ever seen. It wasn't a very good trailer. (laughs) Um, It did not make me want to see it at all. It made me want to just not care about it at all. Yeah, it was was bad, eh? It was really, really bad. Sorry. Um, And I am sorry, because I think Jurassic Park was awesome. The very first one was awesome. The second one was not bad, um, where they take the dinosaurs to New York, which is the second one, eh? Or LA or where? America. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And Jurassic World was all right with Chris Pratt. I think the from my vague memory of that movie, I have trouble remembering movies. Uh, I think that woman was really annoying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the one that got chomped. Did she? I can't remember okay. now. All right. Yeah, but anyway. I just, you just remember about augmented reality and also virtual reality. There was a few stands at Field Days with virtual reality. I found the Nespresso tent, which was in a random... Oh, I forgot about that. I missed it. Oh, it was in a random location, and I walked in there, and they've got all these coffee machines and pods and stuff, and uh, they're like, can we make you a coffee? And I was like, uh, no, I don't drink coffee. So they're like, oh, we can't help you. Because they don't do a hot chocolate. They just do coffee and espresso do. So I'm like, you're in a weird location. Like, oh, well, this is the very first time we've been to field days, which is weird in itself. And I was like, I'm sure I've seen you. She goes, nah, you're thinking of Nescafe, uh, which is different. And they do hot chocolate and all this stuff. But uh, we can't give you hot chocolate. But do you want to try our virtual reality? And I'm like, uh, Okay. What am I going to see? I thought I was going to go inside a blender, like inside the machine or something. Uh, nothing that exciting, but I did sit down with Oculus Rift. I sat in this little pod chair thing, and uh, I went to Nigeria and a few other other countries where they get all their beans from, and I saw them uh, harvesting the beans, and they're talking about the fair trade practices. It was pretty cool. It's pretty good. So when I was in Melbourne, we had our um, I had a session with these uh, roasters, coffee roasters, Rumble Coffee in Melbourne, and they were talking about bringing it all in and that. And so we had asked a few questions, and somebody asked somebody in our group asked, um, "So what's your thought on those Nespresso guys and you know the capsules? Yeah. What's your thought on the capsules?" Yeah. And um, one of the guys, it was sort of surprising because we. Were, Almost expected them to be a bit snobby about it, but they were like, no, 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 that's a great gateway for us. If people can go from instant to capsule, yeah, that's really good, actually. Likely to to buy the The beans and grind it themselves. Yeah, 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 all that. So they think it's a great gateway. I thought that was interesting. Anyway, 
Sorry to share that. That's pretty good, actually. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Well, I do want to. We want to have a shout out to Tanya Earnshaw. I am sorry. I never did find the dairy um, thing with the cow on the wall that I was supposed to get a photo with. I, I didn't see that at all. I spent most of a day there. So I, I say I had half a day. I, I got there at eight-ish. We were walking around at eight. We got in early because we're media. Yeah, we walked past all the people waiting to get in. That was just, cool. That was that was awesome. Uh, and and nothing was open, but it was, you know, it was good. Uh, and then uh, I left about three, I think about three. A lot of traffic to getting back in town, yeah, to be honest. But um, yeah, and I saw four, uh, a quarter, more than a quarter of it. Quarter of it. Oh, well. you know what we just forgot to talk about? Damn it. The most exciting thing that happened to us yesterday, Chris. The most exciting thing we completely forgot about. We were judges with Brett. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how can we forget? Because that was early on. We were judges with Brett McGregor, the guy from MasterChef. You see him in the countdown ads. He wanted our expertise to help judge some food that the Rural Catch contestants were making. That is the funniest half hour I've had in a week. Just sitting there listening to them. And uh, is it Libby? With her, I'm making funeral rolls, you know. Oh, Lily, Lily. Lily, yeah. Uh, I'm making funeral rolls, you know, because you always find asparagus rolls at funerals. So I just call them funeral rolls. Yeah, she's (laughs) hard case. Uh, She was funny. Yeah. And she won. Oh, no, she didn't win. Her team came second, well, second maybe, but she got the individual award. Yes. For that. Yeah. So uh, we all had to go up and uh, taste test all this food that they had all laid out. Yeah, yeah. And they um, had, ran- uh, you know, average ingredients, and it was pretty good. It was good fun. It, it was just fun. So if you do go to field days next year, hopefully the Rural Catch. So this year was the first time Rural Catch had male and female contestants. Yeah, before that it was the uh, Bachelor of yeah. the Year sort of thing. Um, and I think it, the, the dynamic is so much better with the male and female. They're freaking hilarious. I'd highly recommend, and it's underrated because there's less people there than I would have expected. I highly recommend you go in and watch one of the shows because they do a couple of shows every day, I think it is, right? A couple of challenges, that is. All sorts of different day. challenges, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they so might be I driving saw, a tractor or they might be... Um, I saw them do quad bike, um, the fencing challenge. There was a health and safety one, and then I saw them artificially inseminating fake cows, <laughs> which was funny. I, I saw a little bit of the timber sports uh, before I left, and I also saw the guys with the... Um, not high ab diggers 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 and so he's bottle opener yeah bottle there and he popped the cap off then they fit the bottle on and he had to pour it he just crashed the glass (laughs) he's totally screwed it up oh no (laughs) Uh, and i was like i'm not hanging around for this but it was it was impressive that obviously they can do this um so yeah Yep. So if you do want a really good time uh, out, you want to see a lot of stuff, the one thing I do like about the field days is if you are in the market for buying things, um, home stuff, power tools, gardening stuff, all sorts of stuff, little houses, tanks. Lots of clothing. Clothing, whatever you want. The great thing is there's about four or five different places all selling the same stuff. And you can compare prices and get a really good deal. Yeah, a lot of them are clearance stuff. I went into the one day. Oh, that's crazy in there. there. It was like... Elbow shove, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it was a couple mental. of things I was tempted to buy. I I managed to not buy. Get it. out, get out. I Chris. picked something up. I was walking around with it. I was walking around with it. I went, oh, I don't really need it. Socks, socks and a hat. Like, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. 
Very good. So there we go. Keep an eye out for all the little episodes coming out very soon. We will see you again next week. Same time, same place. Sunday morning, the episodes come out. Uh, touch wood if everything's going good. And uh, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend. I came down the hill. I had the garage door opener as I'm coming down the hill like I always do, but it was already open and luckily I didn't try it didn't start closing. And the boys are in the garage and I start driving and I move out of the way. And I'm like, oh, do you need the garage? You need to change another wheel or something. He goes, no, 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 we're going out. And then one of them says, oh, yeah, no, it's Janice is leaving too. We've just got an they, Uber coming. They, they just remembered that you work at the same place, even yeah, yeah, though well, you're like, you know. No, but, well, because I don't work with that team. But that's no, fine, no, that's no. Fine. So uh, do you want to come along? And I'm like, hell yeah, I'll go to the Tarapa Tavern for a beer. So we jump in the Uber, me and Xavier in the back, and Gordon's the front, and he starts talking away to the driver. Uh, is, it, <laughs> is it Uber blowing his mind? <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, Uber's just the new taxi service from China. That's how he explained it to Francois. Um, Who did? Gordon. Gordon. What? Xavier <laughs> no. and I are looking at each other. But Who? Hey, no, no, yeah, listen okay. to this. Okay. So we're in the back of a car. And Gordon goes, so yeah, so how long have you been Uber driving? Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, what did you think of the new motor when they put it in? And the guy's going, what? He goes, you know, the Uber motor. <laughs> what? What? What's the Uber motor? Me and Sophie are looking at each other, and then he—he's serious though, eh? Yeah, he's serious. He's totally serious. And the guy's lost, and I'm lost, and everybody's lost. And he goes, "Oh, because last time I got an Uber, which I think is the only other time he's got an Uber, he jumps into a Subaru uh, B4 or something, yeah, and um." It had a hybrid motor and it was half electric, which he got just because he wanted to the Uber. So, you know, it's it cheaper. And so he thinks that any time you get an Uber, they give you a new motor for your car. <laughs> and, and me and Xavier just in the backseat rolling our eyes, just freaking losing it. Yeah, I would have lost it. It was freaking awesome. Oh, oh, Gordon. He's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah.